0: Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast. These are the public episodes, but do you want to hear more? Become an insider for access to extended guest conversations, follow-up episodes with your questions, and other deep dives. Visit moversmindset.com slash insiders. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi, I'm Stenny. Stani Bollefar-Mollet is a student of the Founders. He has trained for years and continues to train with Chow and Williams-Bell, Jan Nantra, and of course Laurent Piemontesi. Currently, he is both acting and choreographing within the Clique Mandeville et Compagnie. Stani has an extensive academic background with a master's in physiology and sports sciences. His thesis on Arte de placement is moving towards the theorization of the discipline. He teaches physiology and Arte de placement at the University of Nantes. Welcome, Stani. Thank you, Greg. Happy to be here. I also want to remind everybody that our podcasts include full transcripts on the website. So if you have any questions about something we say, if we say it in French, or if you have a question about something Stani says, and his English does have a French accent for an obvious reason, I I encourage you to go there and look things up. Everything will be linked. For example, what in the world is Clique Mendevaire de Compagnie? Go look it up. Step one, Stoney, can you put yourself on the map for us a little bit? Like describe where you are in Western France and how, how do you train with the founders, where are the founders located? Kind of paint me a little bit of a picture. Yes. So if you can see
1: France, there is Brittany on the west, northwest of France. And I'm from South Brittany. Uh, so west coast, uh, right uh, in front of the ocean. And uh, yes, close to the river Loire. And if you follow the Loire on the east side, then you would eventually reach Paris, near Paris, France. So I'm, yes, two hours a train from Paris, and uh, so it's actually pretty close. Uh, and I met the founders in Nantes because they would go around uh, for the premiere of their first movie. Ah,
0: right, okay. mm. Second movie, actually. Uh, but yeah, I've been going back and forth. I mentioned in the opening that you're training with Chow and Williams-Bell and uh, Laurent, of course, Laurent, Laurent primarily, I gather. Um, so how how did you go from, like, when you first saw them, were you doing parkour at the time? Or were you just like a fanboy and ran up to them and said, I want to train with you? Or how did you get actually to training with them on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, there, there's uh, today we have so many kids doing parkour. They said, you know, I'm, I'm doing parkour, I'm jumping, and there's so... Like billions of videos on the internet, I think uh, kids from all ages—they've been moving since a very young age. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I've been one of them. I've been moving since a very young age, and my fa- father—my father is very—he's uh, a sportsman, very complete, doing triathlon and uh, oh, and whiff. martial arts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, yes, I've you know, i was moving, but not necessarily jumping off and on two things. But then when I was a teenager, maybe at the age of 15 or 16, uh, the first Yamakasi movie came out uh, in theater Mm -hmm. in France and that had a huge impact on uh, the youth in France. A Huge impact on everyone I think. Uh, From there everyone um, at that time everyone was, wow this is this is possible, and this actually has a name. Moving <laughs> onto things, right. and you know, climbing, jumping, uh, and 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 um, yes, all this there is actually a name and a and a group, and there is people doing this. So, with my friends, uh, for the uh, the story, we went on theater to watch the movie, and when we came out of the theater, uh, there is those uh, steps, maybe I you don't know six. 20 stairs or something and uh, as we came out of the theater we looked at each other just <laughs> knocked the head like this uh, saying yes and then we run and jumped the stairs and started running right and we run back to our homes maybe i don't know five kilometers or something and we've been running climbing jumping running jumping uh, so the movie was like a revelation
0: right. that this is something that we can do I often mention the Yamakasi, and the first thing that I would want to say is it's not a Japanese word. <laughs> it looks yes. like it's Japanese, um, but can you describe just a little bit about who the Yamakasi are? I mean, people can read a lot about it in books, mm-hmm. but just in case people haven't heard, just uh, so describe a little bit who those guys are and and why they're important. Yes, so Yamakasi yeah. sounds
1: Japanese. Yes. Uh, especially because their first movie was called The Modern Samurai, mm-hmm. something like that. So in, in France, it's even, it's even more confusing. Like People think they're Japanese because it's written right. uh, the, the New Samurai. Yeah. And I think
0: the font even kind of looks a little bit like it's supposed to be a... Yeah, yes, yeah.
1: even the writing of yeah. Yamakasi is... But uh, no, Yamakasi is a dialect. Uh, it comes from a dialect from um, Central uh, Africa, uh, the Congo, Zaire, uh, Central Africa uh, part and uh, it's called Lingala the language uh, and it means uh, strong uh, mind strong body strong person hmm. uh, So it's a very powerful name and It came for a reason like the founders they choose that name because they really Wanted the name to have a meaning and this strong uh, whole. It's not. It's not strong physically. It is strong physically, but yeah, also but it's strong holistic, mentally. Right. Yes, it's a like a whole ap- approach. Yes, on the on the human uh, being strong. So the strength was important. Uh, it is important. Um, so this is where Yamakasi comes from, and it is a, a, a group of friends from uh, Paris, like the banlieue of Paris, mm-hmm. Paris suburbs. Yeah, the ban- uh, so from south, Evry, and the north, Sarcelles. So we know more about Evry or Lis usually, because this is where the Dame du Lac is, mm-hmm. and they've been training there. Uh, yes, yeah, a group of friends, uh, even uh, cousins. So they're all very close and related. So they, they yeah, they created this. Um, they created some of the movements, but mostly they created a way of thinking, movement, and a way of interacting with the environment. Um, a way of transforming a young child play into something meaningful. Like they would consciously. Consciously?
0: Consciously, <laughs> yes. They would consciously... Consciously. That's... Click the menu. We had this discussion. Stani obviously speaks English exceedingly well, but he's been teaching all day, so he's, he's, his English is exhausted. Uh, it is. So I said, please, thank you for doing this in English. So, but anyway, you were saying consciously... Consciously. That? So that, yes, they, they, they consciously go from child play mm-hmm. into something
1: meaningful. They keep doing as they are grown up and that makes a very big difference from doing something as a kid Mm -hmm. to doing something as a grown up and you really want to yes, to do this so there's a meaning behind uh, all this movement thing so they started this and so they started this on their own like training together, playing together, and then coming with names and a philosophy, a spirit behind, behind this. Uh, but that was, there was no internet at that time. Mm-hmm. That was the very beginning of internet. Uh, so no communication. Uh, the first very big communication has been a blockbuster movie called Yamakasi. So in France and I think, I think in Europe, uh, the Yamakasi movie was the beginning of it. Like the big boom. This is this is happening. This is real. This is something, and from there, then the parkour community, uh, because the Yamakasi were so famous on theater and on the media, mm-hmm. classical media, then the parkour community led by David Bell, they used another path. Mm-hmm. That's what we do in that discipline. We choose different path. So they used uh, the upcoming internet to do the communication, and so, <coughs> yes parkour grown has grown with internet. When the ADD uh, Yamagasi is very famous, very well known from the movies, but then all the
0: the the, the work, the teaching and stuff is mostly unknown because yeah, sort of mm, we would say under the radar. Like it isn't as well publicized that yes. um, there's a lot that they're doing, but they're not putting a lot of videos out and that kind mm. of thing. So I'm gonna just jump right into: Is there a story that you want to share? Yes, maybe the one
1: uh, when I first met those guys because when like I just said uh, the Yamakasi movie is a blockbuster very well known uh, movie in France uh, it has it has had a huge impact on the youth and on the the whole uh yes uh, community um, <clears throat> so yes they they are uh, they were and they are very well known um they did the second movie. And for the second movie, they were uh, touring France with the premiere of the movies. And they eventually came to Nantes. And uh, uh, one of my friends, he knew I was loving
0: this. the first one so you much. Know,
1: right? Yeah, and, and, and uh, he knew I was into this, into this practice. And the Yamagasi were some, um, some sort of idol yeah. to me at that time, because I was a, a young teenager. Um, and, and he managed to get two tickets. Mm. And said, "Okay, would you want to come?" And yes, so uh, I, I, I went there, and so the movie was great, uh, but the best part was at the at the end of the movie, they would do a short performance uh, <laughs> within the theater. So that was like live seeing those guys performing, which was amazing because they was do they, they they have they did big big drop jumps and acrobatics wow. and and in live. So it was like we knew they could do it from the movie. But to see them directly, right. so much more power and energy, and that was that was really really awesome. Uh, and there was an open question, open mic time. Right. So I uh, get to get the mic and ask <laughs> oh. them a question. Um, and so this is the first time that I realized something was going on with the names and everything, because, like I said, the Yamakasi movie came out, and then the parkour community was on internet. So I had internet. I searched for Yamakasi. So I heard about parkour. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the only name and the only yeah, well, direction and sure. yes. So I went like a, so guys how do you train parkour? Uh, do you train a, no is it only like uh jumping like we see in the movie or are you doing something else and stuff? And they all looked at each other <laughs> like who is that guy? You know? <laughs> we we're in a theater in Nantes, and nobody like knows where it comes from or stuff. And I had those words, and Shao looked at me, and he said, uh, "We're not doing parkour." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." So we are doing uh, what we do is called Art du déplacement, and uh, and so I, I knew I touched something somehow. Uh, and, like a third rail in a subway, mm, <laughs> touch something. Uh, but then they, they they would answer really uh, nicely like, uh, so the way we train is we do lots of uh, conditioning and then we do this and we do that and we do that, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> and so at the end, I felt like I, I should go and see them like, you know, I'm sorry, I, maybe I touched something, I don't know. So I went there uh, and uh, started talking with Chao and then Laurent came in and I started to talk with Laurent uh, and that was... To me, a revelation. Because all of them were so humble. Like they're, they, were, they are literally movie stars, especially in France. Mm-hmm. And they took time to talk with a young teenager that was looking for something. Somebody who was interested in yes. something they're passionate and, about, and, right? Yes, passionate. And, and, and they were not like, uh, yes, we signed an autograph. Uh, thank you, bye-bye. Get out. They, they <laughs> took time to, to talk with me like, you know, how old are you? How do you train? Blah, blah, blah. And we talked with Laurent for I don't know how long. Seems to me like a long time because there was nobody. Everybody had left from the theater, and it's actually the um, the cleaners <laughs> people right come in to clean. Yeah, they, they they came and they were like, okay, we have to close now. So would you mind like, going out? And so yeah, so we talked for for quite a long time. And <clears throat> so Laurent, no social uh, media stuff. Laurent gave me his email address and gave me one of his T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And Yamakasi t-shirt and said, okay, keep training, training. write write to me uh, and I train you from the distance. So this is how it started. So a very, as you can guess, I was 15, 16, teenager looking for something and those guys came in my life really powerful, strong, humble uh, and they took time to talk and to answer and so this is how it started. Mm. and I wanted to share that story because it tells a lot about how they work like they are very famous, they do uh, lots of uh, amazing things uh, but they're so onto the human part of things Mm -hmm. and they would talk to yes anyone no matter your age, condition or anything. Right, they're very Mm. approachable yes, approachable uh So that that made a big difference to me the way I saw those guys. (coughs) That's kind of the story. But then we, yeah, we trained, Laurent was training me from the distance, asking me for crazy things like find the place where you have the longest stairs, Mm -hmm. steps, stairs, in your city, in Nantes. Once once you find that, go up and down 51 times. (laughs) And... (laughs) What is that? <laughs> I was I was not expecting all of this, but it was Lorenzo. Right. I, I had <laughs> so, to do it. I had to try. I had I I wanted to become, you know, one of those mm-hmm. guys.
0: So I had the distinct pleasure of participating in a short session that you and Jan did at Gurlev, and uh, it's it's really hard to describe. It, the session was. I, the title was something like um, Yamakasi Training or The Spirit of Art de Desplacement. And it was a great session because you and Jan worked together. We sort of had a session of training, but we also kept stopping for like the meta session where we were talking about what in the world is going on here? What are we trying to accomplish? And I'm just wondering if you could unpack some of that for me to like give me a, a glimpse into how do, how do they train and, and why and what does that mean? yes. Uh I
1: can try. It is uh as much a uh, physical as it is a mental psychological uh practice. We know that if we've been training uh because we're facing different kinds of obstacles. But the most important one, which is maybe not really an obstacle, but it's ourselves. Mm-hmm. you know? Uh trying to get a better understanding of who we are and trying to be better uh, persons. And this session, uh, with Jan, we touched that point uh, with the be ready in a second exercise. Mm -hmm. So, like, we would start to um, do some hopping, some some, some jumps, standing Mm -hmm. jumps. And uh, the idea is to give the intensity the energy right when we start. Not like, you know, I'm getting warmed up, but I'm thinking about something else, or and I I'm walk from where we were just talking over to where my jump is, and 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 I I'm here, but I'm not here. Sort of. Sometimes this is what happens when we train. We train because we either have to or kind uh, kind of want to kind of want to get better, but we are not 100% into it. Uh, and that exercise is be 100% into what you do right now, in a second. And you can choose to be ready, you can choose to train, and that's a mental thing. It's not your body, you you will go step by step and warm up, but you can decide right now to take control of your body and to take control of your emotions and to go for it, to dedicate the first second you start to to practice, to exercise. Okay. So I I think Jan wanted to to touch that, to reach that. And obviously it's not a very common way of training because we would, you know, go slowly, warm up, just talk to each other a little bit. So what we wanted to do was was to have people to be focused straight Mm -hmm. away, straight at the beginning. Uh, So Jan kept stopping the session. Like we would start, no stop, you're not ready. Yeah. And, 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 and come back. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I think we were all working in parallel. So everybody, uh, I think we were doing just like a running precision to a low mm. railing. It was a, it was a pretty easy task. Mm. Um, but it still took like a half a second for us to all flee to where our jump was. And then it seemed like we had just gotten there and I hadn't even done one jump yet. And it was like, stop. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we didn't even do anything yet. <laughs> and that was what I think confused a lot of people. Confused me at first too was like, well, what are we actually trying to train here? Yes.
1: Because there, there's there is also the group thing like if we would see just one person being out in his mind in her mind out of the session we would stop everyone which which, which which is uncommon because some of us some of the people are I, what I, you know I was yeah gonna I was, on, I was going I was, I was on I was nope not the whole group not The energy wasn't there, so we stop, get together, we need to see this going on, this energy, group energy as well. Uh, So this is also why we stopped so often.
0: Mm. So if we call that lesson that that you and Jan were conveying, if we call that be ready in an instant, and that was the idea that we were working on there, um, that reminds me of a a story that, that I experienced with Jan, where he was also like, (laughs) <laughs> you also had to jump in an instant. You had to be ready to do this in an instant. And are those, they seem related to me, but is that actually the case?
1: So this uh, session that we were doing uh, at GERLEV, uh, Be Ready in an Instant, um, it, uh, it is related to a concept that we have in training. Uh, it's uh, in French, agir, ne pas subir. So uh, to choose uh, not to undergo Right. something. Um,
0: so agir is a very active French verb, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, to act, to. Mm. Right, and subir is like to to undergo or to allow it to happen to you. Yes. Okay.
1: Exactly. And so in the YAMAC training, you you don't want this to happen, uh, because when you're uh, when you're jumping, when you're moving, when you're doing anything, you wanna yes, you wanna be active, you wanna be choosing, you wanna be. Connected, body, heart, spirit, all this align and you wanna be do you wanna go in a clear direction. Uh that's a way to be efficient in your training. Mm-hmm. It's also a way to protect yourself, I think. And this is the this is how I take this from Jan. It's it's a way to to last, to, to, to protect myself also when I'm when I because I don't wanna do a jump. You know, because Everybody else did it, or people think, were watching. Yeah, or, yeah. Right. Or, or or maybe sometimes it's even s- more subtle, subtle, than that, because somebody, like you know, when I was <laughs> as a teenager when I trained with them, Laurent would say, uh, "Don't wait for those girls to pass by to do that <laughs> jump." So it, it can it can come down to this, yeah. but uh, after the years of practice, it can also be a more internal uh, battle. And sometimes it's it's more subtle than that. It would be you persuading yourself that that's what you have to do and that you should do this jump, but not literally because somebody else did it. Just, you know, kind of you overthinking or misthinking things. Um, so yes, agir and not subir. It's coming coming down to you your choices you're acting you're the actor of your life and so when you jump you find that alignment Mm -hmm. between uh, spirit body and heart and that's when in my opinion you do the more meaningful profound uh, movement movements jumps and this is what the Yamakasi training is all about not being a better mover uh, but but really being a better person, you know, better understanding mm-hmm. of yourself, why you're doing this, what it means to you, so conscious, consciously doing things instead of being a young, crazy kid doing things.
0: I really think it's important that people who are listening not only understand you and like where you're coming from and what you're trying to communicate, but I also want them to feel that they've discovered something new that they can take away from having interacted with you. Mm-hmm. So is there um, maybe either a challenge or a question you want them to investigate or something you'd want people to go do or think about, you know, that you'd want people to have as a takeaway from hearing you? Mm-hmm uh yes I, I, I can try um
1: coming back to the the heart like the why and of, of the dis- of discipline um it is the, the the question of the emotions um and so i would ask uh people like what when was the lifetime that you cried really like you know, proper tears—not not only being sad. It's not a question of being sad or being happy, but more about something that touches you. Mm-hmm. So this can be a, a book, a very a great book, a movie, a sentence, uh, just a look from someone. Uh, you know, a young kid you, you 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 meet on the street, or some 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 sometimes there is some things that really touches you in the heart. And um, so I would I would ask any someone. Uh, the listener when was the last time that you have been touched by something you were touched by something Uh, because this discipline is about emotions and like being connecting being (laughs) being connected to yourself and to the environment and to the world and Mm -hmm. the those emotions when, when was the last time, and then, from there, ask yourself why did that touch me? why did I,
0: I overreact yes
1: why why, why why did I open the why did it open the curtain you know why did it broke my the wall that I've been creating mm-hmm. within my head um, because from there, ask yourself. Why do you do this movement practice? Why do you go out and train? Why do you come to such amazing events as Galev? Um, Why do you talk to people? Why do you do all this? (coughs) From here, I think you can touch the very deep reason why you train, why you move. And if you're able to open those doors, and once again to be conscious about who you are and why you dedicate yourself to this, then it's a lot more powerful to train. Either to do a push-up or to break a jump or to roll or to overcome any obstacle. If If you do it with the doors of your soul, of yourself open, then you touch the like the grace I would say. Mm-hmm. And and this is what happened to me when I first trained with the Yamakasi, I think. Because uh, it's not because my hands were uh dirty or bloody or you know, it touched something. And yes, that's I think this is where you can
0: get the more benefits out of your practice. And of course, I'm going to do this a little differently this time because I have to admit that the three words question is straight up stolen from Jan. So he did a tour one time and he went around asking everybody for three words to describe their practice. And he was recording those as video clips. So I'm going to turn it back around at you and ask you three words to describe your practice. Sure. Uh, The first one
1: uh, is research. But in the... Uh, English version would be uh, Quest, Mm -hmm. I guess. Okay, so research, uh, when they first asked me the question, because Jan did ask me the question Mm -hmm. once, he asked for one word to describe my practice, my practice and everything. So I came with Recherche Mm -hmm. in French, but that sounds more like Quest. But, it's still linked to the research i have been doing because i've been studying at university and the scientific uh, process the the scientific way of of, of, uh, dealing with things means a lot to me Uh, so i want to have a deeper understanding of mostly everything i do Uh, so yes that research that quest for yourself and for a better understanding of you and, and the, the world is something that really describes uh, I think my practice and, and who I am um, another word would be love because mm-hmm. uh, yes it all you know the emotions, the world and everything it all comes down to this I, would, I think that all of us we're all of, everything in our life eventually comes down to love uh to someone to yourself, to the world, to the divine uh so yes, love is a very powerful uh emotion, and it's something that i i don't see any bad side of things. you can have some bad uh effects, you know, but with deep true love mm-hmm. there's no there's no bad there's only good so so this is another world that i i I'm looking for this in my life, love. Um, and then the last one. So I, I, I don't have really tri- three words, I have two words. <laughs> so the last one is... Uh, mm, I'm, 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 I, I'm not sure if I should choose challenge or just jokes, something like that. You know, um, I'm thinking French right now. Um, en français, c'est, ouais. c'est parfait. <laughs> n- n- nouveauté. Mm-hmm. nouveauté. Novelty, as Novelty, a word in English. Yes. Yeah, like no, that, like, you know, um, always something kind of fresh, mm-hmm. new. Nothing is... to don't take anything for granted. Keep working, keep uh, learning, keep improving, meeting. Uh yeah. Maybe it comes back to quest somehow, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the novelty, the freshness—that's um, something you wanna uh, you wanna practice on, on a daily basis. Keeps you, yes, keeps you fresh, keeps you young, keeps you mm,
0: alive. Thank you very much, Danny. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Craig. This was episode twenty-three. For more information on this episode, go to moversmindsetcom 23 While you're there, please consider supporting this project by becoming an insider. Thank you for listening.